This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Meal Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced through the Meal Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mealtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Valentine's Day is still a couple of days away, and the holiday is going to look different this year. Of course, why wouldn't it? Amid the coronavirus, that's been the case for every other holiday. Fewer people are likely to dine out in restaurants. If they do manage to get a table, it'll be outdoors. And of course, order a special decadent dessert. So that means more people are likely to prepare their sweetheart a romantic meal at home and, of course, take a stab at that dessert themselves. Again, there's still a couple of days to go. It's definitely doable, but sometimes it's just easier to wrap your mind around it when you can remove one step in the process. And that's one reason why I stocked up today while I was grocery shopping on refrigerated ready-to-roll, prepared pie dough. I have mentioned in numerous blog posts over the years, as well as these podcasts, that for me, this is a pretty indispensable product, one I like to keep on hand, both for sweet and savory preparations. I mean, yes, you can make your own pie crust. That's probably better than what you can buy at the store. It's pretty quick and easy, particularly in a food processor, but that still requires measuring. It still requires getting the bowl and the blade of an appliance dirty and then having to wash it. It just seems so much easier, so much quicker, so much neater to just roll out that dough, plop it in the pan, and you're off to the races with whatever it is you've decided to prepare, be it quiche or pie or something like these mini chocolate caramel cashew tartlets that I posted to my blog on February 10th. These are a two and a half inch diameter dessert. Of course, they could be made slightly larger and the filling could just be portioned differently, but this would be a very easy one to make and to give away to family and friends in some cute packaging. And as I mentioned in the post, you can accomplish this in steps. You don't have to do it all in one marathon in your kitchen. You can do it as time and enthusiasm allows, starting with rolling out this pie dough, particularly if you're using one you've pre-purchased at the store, and baking that, refrigerating the dough, and then proceeding with the recipe. The most recent post to my blog for a classic chocolate cream pie with meringue topping also starts with a pre-baked pie shell. Again, this could be homemade. It could be the same product. They typically come in a box of two, so you can make a double crust pie. And with the single box I bought at the store, I have enough to make both these desserts should inspiration strike. They both look pretty good. And of course, I knew my mom was going to be craving these salted cashew caramel chocolate tartlets. I didn't mention her by name in the blog post, but I did happen to speak with her over the phone since it went up online. And of course, she mentioned it as I thought she would. This is one of those ones that's just a little bit extra special with the combination of caramel and cashews, which are less common than some other nuts in desserts. 
I'll start with that recipe in this podcast. Again, beginning with your pre-baked tartlet crusts. That's 12, two and a half inch tartlet crusts that have been fully baked. The quantity of dough that makes one nine inch diameter pie will have this quantity covered. So it starts with the caramel filling. And if you've never made a caramel before, there are a few tips that can help ensure success. First of all, this tends to foam during cooking. So use a saucepan larger than you might think for the amount of ingredients that go into the pot, at least three times the volume to prevent it from boiling over. Don't use a pan with a non-stick surface because caramel temperatures are too hot for that material. And avoid dark colored saucepans because it will be difficult to judge the color. I think that just a classic stainless steel saucepan is pretty ideal for this. Use only heat resistant utensils for stirring. That includes spoons and spatulas. Caramel does scorch easily, so stir it continuously during cooking. If indicated in the recipe, moderate the heat. And pay attention, don't step away from the stove during the cooking because it can go from a nice mellow toasty flavor to burned in just an instant. Judge the color by using a metal teaspoon to dip a tiny amount onto a white plate. And those tips come courtesy of Tribune News Service. They're posted to my February 10th blog under the headline, Layer Chocolate Caramel Cashew Tarts at Your Leisure. So start with the first layer of these tarts, the caramel filling, which calls for two-third cup sugar. That's white granulated sugar. One tablespoon honey, a third cup whipping cream, a half cup roasted salted cashews. To make sure that this isn't too salty, rub them in between some layers of paper towel to remove excess salt and then chop them into quarter inch pieces. And again, you're going to need 12 fully baked two and a half inch tartlet crusts. For the chocolate ganache topping, you're going to need three ounces dark chocolate, about 60% cocoa solids that's been melted and cooled, a half cup whipping cream, and a tablespoon light corn syrup. So starting with that caramel filling, combine in a medium saucepan two tablespoons water and the two-third cup granulated sugar. Stir to mix. Cook over medium heat, stirring occasionally until the syrup turns a deep amber caramel color. I think most of us know what the color of caramel looks like. Meanwhile, in a small saucepan, stir the one tablespoon honey into the third cup whipping cream and heat to a slight summer over low heat, just very gently bubbling at the sides. Cover and set aside. When the sugar mixture is ready, remove the pan from the heat and begin pouring in the hot cream and honey mixture a little at a time to avoid it boiling over. Stir until the caramel is smooth, returning the pan to the heat for a few seconds if it starts to harden. And then stir in those cashew pieces, the half cup roasted salted cashews that have been cut into quarter inch pieces after rubbing off a little of the salt. Divide this filling among the baked tartlet crusts, those 12, about two and a half inch. 
using about a tablespoon for each and filling within a quarter inch of the top. Again, these are going to be tiny. They're going to be close to bite size. If you wanted to make a larger tart, if you have larger tart pans, you just portion the caramel appropriately. That can be completed a day ahead of topping with the chocolate. Again, this can be done in steps. You can put these in your refrigerator at this point. But when you want to make the chocolate ganache to finish these off, place the three ounces dark chocolate that have been melted and cooled in a mixing bowl. Heat the half cup whipping cream with the one tablespoon light corn syrup in a saucepan over medium heat to a simmer and then pour over the chocolate in the mixing bowl. Whisk until that's smooth, and then spoon the topping onto each tartlet that's already been filled with the caramel cashew mixture, smoothing the surface. And you cool to room temperature before serving or pop them back in your fridge if you don't intend to serve them until the following day, but bring them to room temperature for serving for maximum impact of this delicate, dainty tartlet dessert. That makes 12 to 18 tartlets, depending on the size of your pan, the size you want to make these. That's a recipe adapted by Tribune News Service from Nick Malgieri's Pastry. And it's posted to my blog February 10th under the headline, Layer Chocolate Caramel Cashew Tarts at Your Leisure. So a little less involved, but no less impressive. It's a classic chocolate cream pie that, again, starts with a fully baked pie crust, one nine inch, just one pan. You don't have to futz around with making individual sizes here. As I said in my blog, it's all fine and good to have cute little desserts for your sweetheart, but sometimes nothing says love like a big old slab of chocolate decadence. And this chocolate cream pie certainly could win me over. I'm usually far more inclined toward lemon cream pie with a meringue topping or coconut or banana cream. But this one is just so elegant, so classic under this toasted meringue topping. And it's not difficult, really. Again, it's half the battle to just have the pastry crust already made if you've purchased it at the store. And this recipe was posted February 12th to my blog under the headline, Choose Classic Chocolate Cream for Your Sweetie Pie. It calls for one cup granulated sugar, that's a divided use, five tablespoons all-purpose flour, or one tablespoon plus two teaspoons cornstarch, either or, a half teaspoon salt, two cups milk that's been scalded, two ounces bittersweet chocolate, nuts chopped, three eggs separated, of course the yolks from the whites, one fully baked nine inch pie crust, two tablespoons butter, one and a half teaspoons vanilla, that's a divided use, and a half teaspoon cream of tartar. Start chocolate cream pie by preheating the oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Slightly beat the egg yolks and set aside. In a medium pot over medium heat, mix together two thirds cup of the sugar with the five tablespoons all-purpose flour or the one tablespoon plus two teaspoons cornstarch and the half teaspoon salt. Gradually stir in the two cups scalded milk and the two ounces chopped bittersweet chocolate. 
Cook until the chocolate melts and the mixture thickens for about 10 minutes. Stir a very small amount of this melted chocolate mixture into the egg yolks. You're tempering this now so the eggs don't start to scramble. Stir another very small amount into the yolks and keep adding and stirring until the eggs are hot. You'll have added about a quarter of the milk mixture to the egg yolks to temper them. Gradually pour the yolks back into the thickened milk and chocolate, cooking for two minutes, stirring continuously. Add the two tablespoons butter and one teaspoon of the vanilla. Cool slightly and pour through a fine mesh strainer into the baked pie crust. In a large bowl, combine the three egg whites with the remaining half teaspoon vanilla and the half teaspoon cream of tartar. Beat with an electric mixer to stiff peaks, then gradually beat in the remaining one third cup sugar. Spread this meringue on top of the chocolate filling and bake in the preheated 350 degree oven until it's delicately brown for about 15 minutes. Cool the pie on a wire rack and then chill in the refrigerator before serving. And that makes eight servings of chocolate cream pie. And that was adapted by Florence Picrone from America's Cookbook by the New York Herald Tribune Home Institute from 1943. Told you it was a classic. You can find that recipe under the February 12th post, my blog, The Whole Dish at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Look for the headline, choose classic chocolate cream for your sweetie pie, or just for yourself if you're so inclined to indulge for Valentine's Day. Bon appetit. And thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.